Welcome to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast, covering weekly investment news, important financial topics, and expert interviews. We want to help you become more knowledgeable about the financial world around you. This is not an offer to sell you anything, and remember, past performance doesn't indicate future results. Now your hosts, Ty Hansen and Ryan Robertson. Oh, nice background, Ty. I like it. Hey, you like that? Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. Is that, uh, is that what they call an accent wall? This is my my wife's lovely accent wall in her office. There you go. Here, here at home. So Very nice. Uh, yeah, you're at your house. I'm at my house. We're and recording the from the... Magic of technology. The, we're, we're recording from the offices of Hanson and Horton Law. That's where we're oh. recording from today. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> Actually, she Which is not you. Yeah. This is not me. No, I'm not Ty Hansen. No, I'm not an attorney. I don't like attorneys. So That's right. No. Yeah. Well, good. How you doing? How you feeling? Oh, good? Yeah, fantastic. I uh, mean, you were you were just telling me how, how awesome your uh how awesome your uh leg and hamstring are, your knee and hamstring are feeling. So Yeah, they feel like pure jello at this point. <laughs> Dude, that's so serious crazy. squatting when I can. Yeah. For real, dude. You get back. And we both just had COVID, so we're both feeling great. Right? Yeah, seriously. At least, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm through the worst part of everything, and, you know, I can go back and be a menace to society, so I'm glad to be back in the pink. Yeah, me too. You were, you were pretty sick for dare too, but, right? You're, you're pretty yeah. now, though, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're good now. Nice. We're both good. And we both were vaccinated, so it's like, okay. We, we have been. We're not going to die. <laughs> we're not going to die. Not and not today, Satan. Speaking of dying, got a good discussion today. We're gonna talk oh, we about. Oh, we do. Yes, we do. I was like, "Where are you going with?" Are you gonna dying? I, I thought you were gonna transition to Bob Saget dying. Because <laughs> Danny or, Tanner died. Danny Tanner died last week. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't know who that was. His name. Bob Saget. American I've never, videos. I know. I've never watched one episode of Full House. So I don't know his character name. What? No, my sense of humor is a little well, bit different than Full House. We're we're not that different in age. Yeah, DJ D- 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 Tanner, DJ Tanner didn't 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 do no. it for you when you were growing up. Oh no. my gosh! Okay, no, not even Anyways. not even remotely. Wow, not even remotely. Okay, but no, we're not going to well, be talking about Bob Saget's death. We're going to be talking about well, there's a component of what we're going to be talking about, which will be uh sort of part of that. Yeah, yeah. We are talking about. Annuities, America's favorite subject. Right. Annuities. Mm-hmm. Annuities. Which is funny because one of the episodes that has one of the most views that we've done is life insurance. Who know. knew? True. Who, Who knew? knew? People Who loved knew? it. Life insurance discussions. Well, and that's the thing. We, we did already. We've got, you know, go back. There's, there's some, some episodes already where we, where we touched on the annuities and, and did a little bit. But it's definitely something, and we'll, we'll get to this in a minute here, but there's there's definitely a lot to bring in because it, it makes a lot of sense in today's market. We're going to talk about that. Why yeah. why it makes sense? So yeah, and you know, we can't necessarily go too deep with this because that would end up being quite a long conversation and unbelievably boring. But not, not for not for me and you. I no. think it would be very very fun. So, but we, there's a few things that we've got to talk about because. In my experience and in your experience, it's likely annuities are the most misunderstood option tool out there. And I've done a 180 on annuities. 
Um, mostly just because uh, the ones that we really look at are very, very good. There's a very good component to them. Right. And, and, and I, I do want to break that down because I, I think that's the big problem with that is the fact that, you know, um, there's, it, it's an easily, it, it's a product that's oversold, right? Because it can, in fact, yeah, yeah, in fact, you and I were talking about this yesterday or the day before. One of one of our clients was pitched, uh, Pat, right? She was pitched on that, on, I mean, it was like a couple, two or 300,000 of insurance, annuity, universal, and it was like, ugh, she's older. Like, makes zero sense for her. And it was like, the, the, I calculated the commission would have been close to $25,000 for that guy had, had he sold her on that. So yeah, yeah, definitely some crap there. So so this is really, any of you listening, any of you being pitched on annuities, any of you talking to anybody about annuities, this will give you at least some groundwork that you can take this and ask the right kinds of questions. So Ty, you have two minutes. I got the clock going. Oh, shit. Give us an overview of what an annuity is. <laughs> okay. Two minutes. Ready? An, Go. An, an annuity is an insurance product, right? So it, it comes from an insurance carrier, right? Like uh, AIG, uh, Bright House, uh, Allianz, right? All these different insurance carriers. That's who it comes from. And it, it's a contract, right? It's a little different than a brokerage account. Now, the monies can be invested just like stocks, bonds, you know, all that fun stuff, mutual funds. But the annuity is, it's, you're investing through a contract with the annuity company. And the reason it's important that it's a contract is, depending on the type of annuity that you're buying, they are guaranteeing certain things, right? Either it's how much it's going to grow, what the cash flow is going to look like, how it credits. Uh, you know, we primarily deal with fixed annuities, meaning, so there's variable and fixed. Variable means you capture more of the market upswing, but you also can go down below zero. A fixed annuity, your floor is always zero, right? So that's the contract. The insurance companies make those contracts with you. So that's basically what it is, is it's still investing, but it's investing through an insurance company. And time. Good job. Snap. Right. I, I had some more time. things I was going to, there were some more things I was going to dive into. Nope. So. Sorry. Like, That's it. it. It's the only overview you got. The rest of the stuff you're probably going to talk about. We'll actually yeah, we'll, we'll hit it. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely hit it. For sure. Most important to keep in mind, contract with an insurance company that has an investment component to it and really an insurance component to it. Right. So but it's a very like, simple way. But not it. like life, because again, life insurance is all about when you die, you get this huge benefit, right? Or health insurance or whatever. It's not insurance like that. That correct, right? It's an insurance, really in an investment setting. It, exactly. Even though you can technically get a universal life policy or a whole life policy or a term policy from a company, and they can also write you an annuity. So same company. They're not the same. There's none of that like life insurance component. Well, I mean, there can be. We'll talk about it in a minute. But there's yeah, big difference. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about the pros and cons. And I think it's fun. One of us takes the pro and one of us takes the con. One of us is the pro, one of us is the con. I'll do I'll do con, you do pro. Wow, okay. 
you start. What's the con of an annuity? Or where would it be a con? <laughs> right, right. I like the fact that we're using the word con because a lot of guys, a lot of guys and gals in the industry are cons. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the reason is they can easily be oversold, right? Because the the your your money when you put your money into an annuity, you're locking it up with that insurance company. Most of them have a surrender period, right? Three year, five, ten year, right? Depends on how long you write that contract for. Now, now sometimes it makes sense. You lock your money up. It's okay. It's kind of money that you don't, you know, you're not going to need to touch for a while. We're just going to let it marinate. But that's a big deal. The fact that you are locking up your money for a very long time, right? So that's a con. Second thing is most often, depending on how the contract is structured, the person that's getting you into the contract is going to get a big commission, right? So, so that's the problem there. Um, so you've got to be a little bit leery of that because you want to make sure that you are doing it for the right reason. In, in my opinion, your overall net worth, you should never have more than 25 to 30% of your total net worth. I mean, I've, I've seen clients before who come across that we come across that have 60%. I've seen 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is it's like, Okay, that person was selling you that because they wanted to make as much money off you as possible. That's all their that's all their interest was. So that's where there's this kind of you know some people have a bad taste in their mouth. Um, we'll break through some a few misnomers here in just a little bit because some people think well you get you give them your money and you never get your money like you're giving up all control of your money. It's like no 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 you still have control you do yeah but again you're locking it in with the company so you've got to be you know it's it's a marriage right so you want to make sure you're you. Communicating. You got to communicate, right? Kind of good communication. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is, uh, I mean, we've talked about how they're a little bit oversold, but so even though we're going to talk about this in a good way, the fact that you know, but you are limited on your gains, right? We call it a cap. There are caps on annuity, meaning if the market's so like last year, you know, the market did, you know, depending on how you're invested, between twenty and twenty six percent, twenty seven percent. Yeah. If you had your money in an annuity, for the most part, you're not getting that 26%. You're capped. Sometimes you're capped at 9, 10, 15%, right? You're capped. That's all you're going to get. So you do miss out on some of the upswing for sure. So those are a few of the major, you know, sites that, you know, cons that you know, you're just like, man, eh, this side of it, it just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't always make sense. I've, I've had plenty of clients I've, I've run through the analysis for them. And I'm like, yeah. This doesn't make sense. You're better to keep your cash invested. You don't need it. So, all right, pro. So then Go. the pro, you could really take it and take all those cons and what those cons then provide to you are what the pros are, right? So one of the pros of an annuity is it does have some choice on your part between two different ideas, income, and just accumulation value. Well, and so de de define that accumulation de define that a little bit more. Yeah. So if you put in $100,000 into an annuity, it's kind of like your money is put on two different tracks, two different paths. And they're simultaneously traveling down this path. And one of those paths is that $100,000 is going to be used to calculate what your income would be if that's the path you choose down the road. One path, your money, that 100000 is actually invested, as you mentioned, out in the market, 
you're capturing some of the gain that the market makes and some of that gain you would be earning a certain percentage that continues to accumulate over time so there's a choice that gets made somewhere down the road and you're going to say i want to just take the income and i'm going to take the income and just go with it because that's the best option or i'm going to take the uh accumulation what it has grown to right okay on that now those calculations so, so are different and so acu- accumulation is just dollar growing right dollar growing just, just i start with a hundred thousand i end with one hundred fifty thousand after whatever it's the okay, it's the um yep the amount that you can actually take away from the annuity when you're done with the contract yeah now that that pro to the two sides of it is you do have this choice with it now in the annuities that we do a lot of work with you mentioned the con being you can't get all the upside well the pro to that which is the opposite side of that is that you then in some of them the ones that we'll talk about and do the most of you don't have to worry about loss whatever you put in is the dollar amount that at the very least you keep even if the market loses 80 percent your contract reads that you would keep the dollar amount that you put in. And that also means if when one year you gain, that becomes your new basement, the new level. So you can't go below that level. Now, again, there's more detail to that, but that's a very general idea with it. Yeah, so like, and I experienced this with, with in you know real world experience with clients in 08, 09, right? I mean, basically in that time frame. Peak to value was down fifty seven percent, right? Even I mean, COVID recovered a lot faster, but but over the year it was you know the market was down dramatically on the year oh eight oh nine right, and my clients in the fixed annuities right because again a variable annuity you capture some of that downswing fixed annuity you'll never go below zero you lo- you're locked in for your gain on that year so I have, I had clients that were in fact even some of them were in because there's a, there's a fixed account or an account that has more upswing. The fixed account usually is anywhere from three to 6%. I had clients crediting four and 5% that year. They were ecstatic, ecstatic. Because again, you know, they've got, they've got, you know, a couple of three or four or 500,000, a million over here in the markets. and They're losing, you know, 20 or 30%, right? Even if we, a lot of those people, we helped exit the market, but you still saw, you know, 10, 15, 20% downturn before you moved out, right? Well, their annuity component over here, Right, exactly to your pro. It was growing. They still got money. They saw it increase. They had no risk. They were really psyched on it. So. Yeah. Well, and it's this, and again with this contract with the insurance and then the investment component, the pros and cons sort of mirror each other a teeny bit. The reason why you get the security, uh, the reason why you get that upswing is because you're giving up, uh, not taking all the profits. And you're agreeing to keep it in there for a period of time. So this give or take exists because what annuities are best for and kind of moving us to where we're going, they are really, really good at providing maybe a a foundational piece to a portfolio, right? Where then everything else is built on top of that. Because again, you talk about why we wouldn't put 100% of it in. Well, they're not going to be your greatest income gainers or return gainers. They're not going to make 30% a year. So you don't want to give up the ability to make that kind of money somewhere else, right? But what you use the annuity is to to really kind of create this foundational piece. 
Right. And I love that analogy because this is exactly, um, yeah, the, 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 when I talk to people about kind of building strategies together, right, we want to have these different components. The real, the, the, the real use of the annuity is that bedrock, right? Again, in my opinion, the, the perfect portfolio is, and this is like at the 30,000 foot level, right? Is, is you really want to have, you know, a third, a third, a third. You want to have a third of your money in real estate, a third of your money in the, you know, the market, stocks, bonds, and a third in something that's foundational, right? Something that's, that's got that bedrock. And this is exactly what the annuity is, right? So now in today's environment, and this is kind of where you and I were kicking this idea around why we really want to talk about the annuity right now, is the, the annuity is really uh, a smart move right now because of what's going on in the interest rate world, right? In the, in the bond world. Right. Right. Cause typically, typically people have their money in stocks or in real estate for the purpose of, you know, stronger gains, cash flow, stronger gains. Right. And then usually people will use the, the, the bond side of the portfolio. Like, like, you know, if somebody has like a tire, like so many people, I guarantee a ton of people listening have, you know, their 401k, there's a target retirement component that they could be using. And if you're in target retirement, it's usually saying, okay, well, you know, you've got, if, if you're retiring in 15 years, it's like a 60, 40, 40 is bond. So a lot of people use that bond to be conservative. Well, right now, the problem with that is that interest rates have been going low, down, 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 right? For the last, what, you know, five years, 10 years, right? We've just seen this just decline in interest rate. In fact, you know, last couple of years, People's mortgages were, I mean, heck, my 30-year fixed mortgage right now is like 2.5%, right? It's insane, which is good. I mean, that's the good side of the fact that interest rates are slow. Well, now we know they have to come back up. When interest rates go up, bond values go down. You lose value on your bonds, right? So if my if I am pretty confident my conservative dollar is going to lose this year, Right? What, what what do I do? Where do I put, where do I put my safe money? Right. It, it is the conundrum that has been has existed this last uh, year and some. I don't want to you know put my money at risk out in the market. What should I do? Right. I and even two people are like, oh, well, just let's do some high dividend yield strategy. Okay, dividends are great, but it's still a stock. You may get a seven percent dividend, but if that stock loses twenty percent value. Like, yeah, you're getting the income, but your, your asset just depleted. You just lost your asset, right? So, and, and obviously for down the road, that means you're just getting less and less income off that, off that dollar because it's worth less. So with the annuity side, when you put that in there, right? You carve off 100 grand, 200 grand, 500 grand, whatever that ends up being. You put that in there. That now takes that place and you're, I mean, so again, there's, there's two components to every, well, not... There's different variations of annuities, but primarily what we use on the fixed annuity, there's two pieces to it. You've got your, well, how the money's going to be invested, right? We talked about cash flow, we talked about accumulation, but the way it's invested, there's two pieces. There's there's the fixed account or there's the, the you know, we use indexed fixed annuities, right? Equity indexed fixed annuity, meaning, meaning your growth can be tied to, say, the S&P 500, right? So like last year, people that were indexed, against the S&P 500 
right? That did 26%, 25, 26, 27%, right? Depending on if you got dividends or not. Well, again, most of the time the caps are between 10 to 15%. So, so you didn't get the full, you didn't get the full, you know, 26%, but you got 10 to 15%. That's not bad at all. It's a great return because again, your floor is zero. That's right. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's great because the, if you do it right, that component is strictly for your safe, risk-averse investment. And it just made 10%. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. It's amazing, right? And then the, the alternative is we can also rotate inside of your investments, which is how we help manage for people. You can also be in a fixed account. That's the, So not the indexed account, the fixed account. And that usually will pay anywhere from... Like we're talking about two, three, four, five, six percent, maybe seven percent. Is is rates starting to go up? That'll actually help those fixed accounts a little bit. But but yeah, that's the idea. Is like okay, you're going to get you know, it, like I said, people in 2008 when the markets were getting the crap beat out of them, they're still crediting four and five, six percent, right? Because you're in that fixed. Uh, so so you have those two those two options as far as how the money how the money is invested. So that's why again, right now it's like okay, look, Ty. I've got some real estate. I love what it's doing. I love that my rents are going to increase because, I mean, rents are higher than they've ever been and they're going up because of inflation. So I love that my rents are doing that. I love that my property values are going up. Well, my stock portfolio, like, again, it, it's been awesome the last four or five years. It's starting to get beat up a little bit. It's maybe overvalued, right? So I'll make some adjustments there. But the risk, the low risk side of your portfolio, right? That foundation, this is why the annuity is so huge for it is... You can now say, like, you and I have been talking to a lot of our clients as of late. And it's like, okay, last year you made, you know, anywhere, depending on how risky they were, anywhere 15 to 20, 25%, right? We're now taking those gains, we're carving those off, and we're putting those into these annuities, right? It's like you house money, right? You made a bunch of money. Let's pull that off. Let's put it into something over here that has no risk, right? So that's why this, this current investment environment today, right? Uh, January 14th, 2022, this is why this is so pivotal, right? You're essentially eliminating the that that inflation, the, not you're not, inflation risk is everywhere, but the the interest rate risk, those investments that can serve, you are basically, we're, we're able to to reduce that dramatically using this tool, so. Yeah, and it's the whole point of uh, being able to take a look at your entire portfolio to make sense of where would it fit, does it fit, and how much? Because again, it's not the the case that everything's got to be put in there. So you think in terms of how can I combat the bond market inflation and interest rate risks, risks. This is a really, really good strategy for that. So now we talk a little, I was talking about the pros of these two paths, right? So you can invest the money into it. Generally speaking, not all the time, but a good portion of the people that we want to do these annuities with is to help them create cash flow for them when they get to that retirement age because pensions are going away, right? Social Security is having some issues, right? We already have and already know in the early 2030s, um, Social Security is going to start getting cut unless something changes. So there are going to be these bottlenecks of income and annuities may be really the best way to guarantee your ability to never ever outlive the income or money that you have. So we want to talk about this cash flow part of it because uh, it's just a big part of what we really look at people's 
annuity, uh, like annuities for them. Yeah, because again, the whole point is okay. You retire, right? You're done working, Ryan, or one of your clients is done working, and what happens is, okay, you, you're used to getting a paycheck of seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen, twenty grand a month, right? You retire. There's no more check. So how how can we replace that? You know, some some of it's social security, some of it maybe is a, a couple of rental properties, right? Whatever. The, and this is what I love about the, the annuity is the idea that it it's not a pension. We can't call it a pension because it's not. But they're it, they're very similar concepts where you say, okay, like let's just say that I've got you know a million bucks to invest, right? Uh, and I buy you know three hundred thousand worth of property. Maybe I leverage that a little bit and I pay that off over time, right? And so it's cash flowing. If I take you know, 250, 300,000 go buy a property. Maybe I use leverage, maybe I don't. I take another two or three, 250 to 300,000, I put it into an annuity. Let's say you're 50, 55, right? You let that annuity marinate for five, 10 years. That cash flow that you can pull off of that annuity, right? You're talking 20, 25, 30 grand a, uh, a year, right? Two or 3,000 extra dollars a month. So, now, obviously, there's a lot of variables to that, so I don't want to get into all the variables on the podcast right now. But, but we, for for our clients, we literally do. We dive into that, and we know exactly what those things are going to produce, right? Uh, both in the worst case scenario and in the best case scenario. So we can kind of look at the the two ends of that spectrum. My point is this: it's cash flow. Cash is king, right? Especially in retirement. Especially in retirement, you've got to replace that salary. So the idea is, and, and so so you know, when we dive deep into this concept with people, right? We'll do. You know, we'll do little events with people and, and same thing on the real estate side. You know, people are like, well, well, okay, then should I just put all, should I put more money in this? It's like, should I do this or should I do a, a real estate property instead? Like, oh, which, which do you think is better? It's like, they're, they're both really good. Let's do both, right? Because now fast forward, I've taken both, you know, 300,000, 300,000, let those marinate for 10 years. Down the road, it's like, okay, I have a property now that's producing cash and I have my annuity that's producing cash. Now, the annuity cash flow might not be as high as the property, but I don't have to do any work. Yeah. Right? I'm not dealing Zero with tenants. work. I'm not dealing with trash. The three toilets, T's. Toilets, tenants, and trash, baby. I'm not dealing with any of that. And I'm not dealing with vacancies. So again, the property's great because I can get some of the upswing when, when the properties appreciate like they have been, or as my rents continue to increase, right? And I'm holding on to the asset. Again, that's good. Those are those are huge pros. Yes, we want people to have that. But then I also have the annuity on the other hand that's that's very similar in the sense that it's cash flowing, but it's a whole different strategy, a whole different, you know, a whole different tool, right? So that's where the cash flow really works with this idea, with this strategy. And it's not tied together either. That's the other part of it. Something happens in something happens in the real estate market, right? Yeah. Annuity's fine. Well, to, to be frank, I don't give a crap what happens in the equity markets. I don't give a crap what happens in the real estate markets. I don't care what happens with whoever is in charge politically. I don't care. You know why? I'm getting my check every month. Don't care. So, and, and, and all the risk. And the nice thing is too, like you and I like when we're building these plans out is it, it's, now it's not 100% guaranteed because there can be a little bit more growth or a little less growth, right? There's still some variability. It's never zero right? Never below zero. But I love it because it gives us a lot more 
of a foundation, a lot more of a cash flow that we that we can really count on, right? And, and when it comes to building a financial plan and making sure that you're totally going to be successful in retirement, guaranteed cash flows are so invaluable. All of my clients that I build plans for that have a pension or an annuity that has those guaranteed cash flows, oh my gosh, those are they're they're the the likelihood of success in retirement is a lot higher. People are a lot happier that they have them. And so again, that's this whole idea is when do we get those cash flows that really work and we have those guarantees? Invaluable. Yep. Yep. You know, one thing I wanna um uh, we've kind of talked about it, but like annuities are complex. And so oftentimes when they're sold and insurance agents or advisors are selling them, not a lot ends up being understood about it. So I just want to, there's a, a couple of terms that are really, really important for people to know on this. One of them is going to be the income value. Now that's the, one of the two paths we talk about. It is how you calculate what your income would be at a certain point in the future if you chose that option. Say, you know what? I'm ready to take income from it. Let's do that. The calculation would come from what that income value has increased to. The other one is the accumulation value. That's the value that we've talked about where it's invested into the S&P. Maybe it's somewhat fixed, right? And it's grown at say 6% over the life of the, uh, the annuity. So your account has grown at 6% per year. That accumulation value is what you would get if you're just like, uh, okay, just give me the lump sum amount. I'm walking away from it. I'm done. That's the amount that you would get. Those two things are really important because they are not the same. They are almost never the same. And it's a problem because a lot of people think the income value is the same as the accumulation. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. They're not the same thing. In fact, I, I, I'm glad you bring that up because I've had some clients who, you know, were sitting in the annuity and they've got that, you know, and, and all of a sudden a couple of years go by and they're like, dang, my, my, my growth, my cash value is not, not super great. And, and the idea is it's like, okay, well, you know, this, we're not building you that, like that particular person, we're not building your strategy around just the baseline growth. Cause sometimes like some annuities we write, like we may even get like a 10 or 15, 20% bonus. Like you put hundred grand in, you have 120 grand of income value, right? Now you can't walk away with that income value, but you can turn the cash flow on from that income. So the higher the income value, the better the payout, the annuity cash flow, right? So, so it's like, so I've had to kind of go through that with the client be like, no, well, this is why. You know what I mean? Because we're more concerned about the income component. So, so I want people to really understand that. You know what I mean? Like as we're talking about what happens with your money. So again, you put it in, you know, it's growing. You actually have that cash value growing. You can just walk away from, you've got the income value growing that you can turn a cash flow on from. Here's the thing. You put your money in the annuity. It's still your money. Right, because a lot of times people have this misconception that oh, I put it in there, and the annuity company they all they're going to keep my money forever. It's like no, it's still your money. You can walk away from it. now. There are surrenders, and I think I'll have, I'll have you talk about surrenders here in just a second, right? So your money's tied up initially, and you, you you know you can have some penalties if you walk away too soon, but you own them even when you turn the cash flow on. If you do it right, you can. St it's still your money. You still own it. Right. So, so that's, that's important to understand here is now, like, for example, if my accumulate, let's say I put in a hundred grand after so many years, I'm sitting at $200,000 cash value. 
but my income value may be like 250, right? So 200, 250. Now, if I were to walk away and take my money, you, you're not going to get the 250 because it's in, it, that's what the income would be based on. You're going to walk away with 200, right? Even then too, let's say we turn on the cash flow and we've had cash flow for a year or two and then all of a sudden you die. You're at 250. We started at 250 income and it's starting to spend up. When you die, you still have the cash. You can still, like whatever's left over, your heirs still get that, that benefit. They still can walk away. So you are not giving away your money to the annuity company. You're not. Right. In any way. Now, Grant, yeah, like you say, if you, you can pass away in the middle of it, you would still have a calculation that shows how much do you have left of your cash value. Bingo. Now, there's another point to this that's really pivotal, I think, that a lot of people don't understand. Is we actually want to spend down your cash value as fast as we can. And that sounds silly because you're like, wait a second, why would I want to spend my money as fast as I can? Okay, again, if I put 100000 into a regular investment, 100000 into annuity, they both grow. I start pulling cash out 10 years later from, from, from either one, right? Once I've pulled all the cash out of the stock investment, it's gone. You're at zero now. Right? Let's say, let's say I pull cash out for eight years. I pulled that cash out eight years later, it's gone. Nothing left. I can't pull anything else out of it, right? The annuity, I'm pulling out cash. I get to zero. I've spent all my money. Guess what? Year nine. Year 10, year 11, cash flow. still getting the cash flow. So there's this also this strategy to turning that cash flow on soon enough that you're using your money, you're pulling your money out, you're, you're taking your growth, you're taking the cash flow. And then at some point, even if you spent all yours, now you're just, you're taking more money from the annuity company because they contractually have to pay you till the day you die. And maybe even your spouse too, because you can either pay yourself or you can pay yourself and your spouse for your both of your lives. Okay, so that's why it's so powerful. And, and, and here's the thing. So let's say I've spent all my money and then also I go another five to 10 years where I get more cash flow. When, if you were to take all that extra cash that you took out from the annuity company because they had to keep paying you, even though you spent all your principal dollar down, you take that and you add that all together, that plus everything you had made on it, divide that by your original investment, your rate of return actually ends up being higher even than you made because the insurance company had to give you more than your, your dollar amount that was sitting in your account. Yeah, and, and, in, and in certain circumstances, it really rivals what you would have even got had you been in the open market. Exactly. If not better. Because, like, again, when you're getting that money back from the annuity company, when you're in their pocket and not your own pocket, it's powerful. So powerful. So, but again, like... Real estate, right? I want to stress that. Real estate, you get the cash flow and you get to keep the property. That's good. That's positive. You maybe have more money and more return. But you have to deal with all the crap and it's a riskier investment. Annuity, right? Yeah, you're spending your dollars down. But again, you have guaranteed cash flow forever. So it's like, is one better than the other? No, one's not better than the other. They're both really good together. That's the point. That's the point. It's kind of like peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut butter and chocolate. Like a Reese's Pieces? Yeah. They're both better uh, together. Oh, they, I, okay. I see what you're saying there. Nice. I'm thinking like peanut butter and jelly. It's better when we're together. Are we going to sing again on this one? I think you Jack should Johnson. sing on this one. Yeah. yeah. I do like Jack Johnson. 
Oh yeah, one last thought too with the annuity that's pretty cool. So not only not only do you get to keep getting paid cash indefinitely until you die, and you can also walk away with your money if you haven't spent all of it. There are a lot of other good incentives too that can be built into the annuity, like long-term care, right? Like a lot of times people don't realize how, Nat, we talked about it before, like both my parents, like we really should have had long-term care for them. We didn't, right? Um, and also an extra death benefit. So, so not only do you have this, this cash accumulation value and you have the income value, a lot of times you'll get even a, a higher little bonus in there. And that's a higher death benefit or a higher long-term care component, meaning there's, there's extra monies built in that if, if you pass away earlier than expected, you're actually going to get a higher return. You're going to get more money back because of that, 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 that death benefit. Now, again, it's not, the annuity is not life insurance. That's not why we're building it. All I'm saying is that is that depending on how the annuity is written, if you do it right, you can get a little bit of a, you know, a little cherry on top, if you will, in the form of long-term care, right? Which basically is just, hey, we're going to pay you out part of that extra kind of top layer of cash. We're going to pay that out to you if you need long-term care. And it's not and it's not going to, you know, kind of dip into your cash value, right? So these are some good pieces that that, you know, are are a nice little add uh, add-on to the annuity. Well, and it's just because it is an insurance company and because this is a contract that way, these little components can be put into it. So you could really tailor the strategy to what you feel like you need or want and take advantage of whatever it is that the insurance company is going to offer within that annuity. And every annuity is going to be slightly different. They're going to calculate everything, everything slightly different. So you really got to make sure that you understand as you go through it, understand some of these different components to it. Um, and just having a, a someone like us that can kind of walk you through and help you understand exactly what you would be getting in it. And more, most importantly, it fits in everything else that you're going to try to do. If you or your parents or your aunt, your uncle, your grandparents, if, if, if somebody's offering them an annuity and they're 70, 75 plus. Yeah, really take a step back with that. That's oh, yeah, because, yeah, because the whole point of this is like you're, 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 yeah, I mean. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it makes sense because it's like, hey, look, it, I want to take... It can, but it yeah. It can, but be careful because like if all of a sudden they're locking you up for a 10-year lockup and trying to like make this thing a long-term grow play, it's like, no, 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 no. There are certain incomes or annuities that you put them in and they generate income immediately. It's called a single pay immediate annuity. Sometimes yeah. that makes sense. But the older you get, the less likely an annuity makes sense. So be weary of this, right? Be, be, you know, be cautious of that. If somebody in your family is being offered something like that. Yeah. And uh, one last thing I want to throw into this, just because we're used to people using their IRA money into an annuity, right? They take money out of an IRA or still in the IRA. They put it into an annuity inside their IRA. Great. Lots of people do it that way, but you can also use non IRA money to do that. And it could be a really good way for the account to grow without, tax consequences now you can grow granted as you get older those tax consequences will still be there but it's only at an income level not at a capital gains level so there can be advantages for that too so it doesn't matter where the money's coming from and how you're doing it you can use any kind of money for it yeah i like that you bring that up because it, it's it's all it's kind of like a roth right if i 
Yeah, it's not the Roth. It's not, but it has some a little bit of similarities and some tax benefits for sure. Great point. Yeah. Really good point. Yeah. So if it's not retirement money and you put a hundred thousand in, that hundred thousand is already taxed. So you put it in there, that money's not gonna get taxed again. Everything that it grows to, that gain could be taxed, but it's not a capital gain. It's gonna be your ordinary income, which might be the best idea for you because in your retirement years, your income levels may be low. So that money can then come back to you at a very low tax level versus getting capital gains. Anyway, we're not accountants though, right? You and I are not CPAs. Uh, true. I mean, we kind of look like, a, you kind of look like an accountant. I guess, yeah, sure. With the guitar in the background? Yeah, exactly. Most, yeah, most of my CPAs I know are musicians. <laughs> yeah. Long and short, annuities can be very powerful cash flow strategies and very powerful growth strategies without any risk. Foundation, right? It could be a really good foundation. If you're using or if somebody's trying to pitch you more than 30% of your overall net worth into an annuity, you're getting sold. If somebody's trying to pitch your 85-year-old grandmother or 80-year-old grandmother into an annuity, be careful. There are very few annuities that make sense in that in that instant. So, hopefully, hopefully you're wiser for it. I I if, would think so. If you made it to the end, maybe. Maybe oh. exactly. Well, hey um, Ty, do you have any info? on the contest the contest uh, or are you gonna are you going gonna to wait. announce we're, it tomorrow because today's the last day today is the last day we're gonna wait Ends today until we're gonna wait until next week's podcast to announce okay all so, right i because i i'm got, fine with that i, I do have to go through and calculate a lot of the returns uh, it's gonna be fun it's 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 it, we're pretty close to where we were last time i <laughs> I, I it'll be interesting to see uh, not much has changed mm-hmm. well the problem is, is most people with the last couple of weeks, the market's been a little bit more volatile. Uh, most people have, have, have taken a little bit of loss on. And so, yeah. Well, in reality, we got, from the time now, we got an hour left of the contest. Yeah, it's true. That is absolutely one, right. One more hour, it is done. So maybe, hey, those in last place, you never know. It, hey, that's right. Uh, you can make a huge there, there are a couple of people that are like from that... They're like still back at the first lap and they like tripped and broke an ankle and there's there. There's no <laughs> there are a few there are a few of these that have zero hope. So but, Oh well, you know what? Uh, it's it was all fun. for fun. It's all for it's charity. A, it's all for charity or airport. <laughs> kind of. Same thing. It, okay, yeah. Same, same thing. Yep. All right, so we're gonna announce that next yep. week. Yep. And uh, I can't wait to see it. I know, it'll be fun. It will be fun. All right, brother. Anything else you want to say about annuities? We done? Uh, No, we beat that horse dead. So I think we're good. All right, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you for your wisdom and your expertise and your accent, Walt. You too. And yes, thanks, Hanson Horton Law, for this beautiful wall accent. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, brother. All right, man. We'll see you later. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ty and Rye, the Finance Guys podcast today. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit subscribe. That way you won't miss any future episodes. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Ty and Rye Podcast. Also, check us out at myprosperteam.com. Thanks. We will see you next week.